0: Welcome back to MassQ's Get A Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm pleased to be joined today by MasQ President Raina Friedman and board member Heidi McGregor. And we are going to talk to you today about the conference that's coming up, the MassQ virtual conference that was once the fall conference and is now moved here into the middle of winter uh, due to the COVID pandemic. But uh, ladies, how did we get to this point?
1: (laughs) You know we had the conference in the fall obviously very excited gillette stadium ready to go and as we know the world turned upside down with the pandemic and It wasn't in our cards to do a full virtual conference, but as an organization, and I think Heidi can also speak to this, we wanted to be able to continue to give the good professional development and programming to our members. And we actually, and you know, uh, beyond our members, and we wanted to still have the conference in October. And we realized that the week that the conference would have been was when many schools in Massachusetts were actually going from remote to hybrid. And we understand the realities of educator life, so we pushed it back to February.
0: Yeah, and that's that was great forethought on that, given what everyone was going through at the time. Now, in the process of of looking at the regular in person conference and then moving to a full virtual conference, um, you know, what's this going to look like? How what's the format going to be?
2: Heidi, you want to go? Yeah, well yes i mean we're gonna we're gonna be um um doing this conference virtually um, which is actually um a mixed blessing right like you know being in person is is one of the great things about mass um but having it be virtual there are some really great things that are going to be happening we can um, connect with people from all over the world in ways that we wouldn't have normally um so we're going to be using Um, We've partnered up with um, Tech and Learning to come up with a platform that is just unbelievable. I'm so excited about this virtual platform that we're using for our sessions.
0: So, how does the conference look? You know, generally, you'd go, you know, you park your car at Gillette Stadium and you go up that big giant elevator, and there's people handing handing you stuff, and you walk through the exhibitor hall, and you see Pat Patriot, and you see the field, and you walk to the the other side of the stadium uh, for the, for the, you know, the keynote speech and, and, and the opening and and coffee, of course, everywhere. Uh, so how will this, what will the format of the day look like?
1: Well, I'm so sorry to say that we will not have the field or any views (laughs) of Julian Edelman this year. You'll have to bring your own coffee from home or Dunkin Donuts or Starbucks, wherever you get your coffee, right? But instead of coming up the elevator, you're gonna log into Q-Central. Once you register, you'll be able to set up a Q-Central account and within Q-Central and for those people that came to the physical conference and remember the hubbub of Q-Central in the vendor area, it's very similar in an online experience. You can view a schedule, visit an exhibitor, View the vendor activities, view on demand sessions, because not only are we going to be having semi live sessions, we're also going to be having on demand sessions and all of our sessions you'll be able to watch on your own time at night, on the weekends through July, I believe. Um, You're going to be able to view special sessions. We have a lot of networking going on and things at night. So you're going to want to check those out. There's also this really neat this year that I've never seen at the physical conference, a registrant directory. So you can actually, I know that it was in the app, but it's a little bit different where you can actually see right now who's already registered not who's just presenting, but who's oh, registered. So that way you can sort of network and find people on social media that are already attending. The one thing we really wanted to do with our virtual conference was to create that queue community in the online space. And I think our conference committee has knocked that out of the park.
0: Yeah, and that, that's a tremendous amount of work to to pivot to this digital platform. I mean, you've gone going from having a, a physical space to having to try and recreate this in another way, online, uh, and they've definitely done an amazing job with this. Uh, right from from the from the jump, when you go to masku.org and, and you click on the, the 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 2021 conference button, it brings you right to this separate site, uh, and everything is right there. I mean, the the vendors are all right there. They're you know the the exhibit hall, the social media platforms are all there, uh, and, and it it couldn't possibly be easier.
1: You no, know, and this in similar to what you were saying, you were asking about, you know, the schedule. I mean, the schedule is very similar. We have our keynote. I mean, D. Lanier is unbelievable, and he's going to be speaking about lessons learned from his hip hop heroes. And his favorite hip hop artist is um Lauren Hill. I actually asked him that when I saw that he was going to be speaking about that. And there's an exhibit hall, and there's, you know, you can add things to your calendar, and then the links to join an event are right there. So we really hope that people are going to feel that community when they're sitting wherever they're watching these sessions and interacting with others there.
2: And Reina too, I noticed um, on the registrant directory that under each person's um, name, there's a a red button where you can request a meeting with that person. Yep. Um, And my brain is churning already thinking about how great that's going to be because if you attended a a session um, with a presenter, and you wanted to have a follow-up conversation, or you wanted to, you know, extend the conversation a little bit more. There's this really easy way that you can just go right to the um, this directory and request um, a chat. Yeah,
1: you know, Heidi, that's another example of how going virtual has actually opened doors versus closed them, right? Mm -hmm. Like I know, you know, it's that sad loss. I mean, we all suffer that as MassCube board members of having to not be able to bring our event to Gillette Stadium and all be together. But now look at these other things we've been able to do. I mean, we never had even, um, I don't know if you looked at the special sessions, but we've never had special sessions like this before that are going to be going on all afternoon. There's an SEL track, a diversity, equity, and inclusion track, self-care. I mean, things about yeah. teleservices. services I mean, I don't remember ever being able, to seeing these things at our conference.
2: Yeah, I'm super actually excited <laughs> about the special sessions when I saw them announced, you know, that we're gonna have that sketch sketchnoters cafe, yeah. um, which is something I always look forward to in our physical um, conference, but to think that we can still do that one online, I'm really excited about that. Um, but the self-care one, I'm, I'm really curious how that's gonna work. Um, i just think it's great we're offering it and then brandon we also have you know the
1: vendor hall is very similar mm-hmm. where you can go to a booth you just click on you know go to the booth and then when you actually visit the booth you can live chat message with somebody there you can book a meeting with our vendors that are there which is great you can watch a video about the product find them on twitter and connect with them that way so there's a lot going on that even in a vendor booth i mean you couldn't just go find them on Twitter right away and have sort of this communication with other people who are using the product. You'd have to talk to the vendor, walk away, and then maybe go do it. But this is a one-stop shop.
0: Yeah, and, and I I went to the virtual ISTE uh, conference this year and found it to be really overwhelming. Um, and looking at their website and their portal and everything, it felt like a lot. And ISTI to me is generally as overwhelming as it is this doesn't feel like that. This doesn't. It. It's so much. The the platform is very easy to navigate. the um, The layout is is very simple and and it gets right to the point. Right. Um, and this isn't Masque's first rodeo either with a digital conference.
1: Mm-mm. No.
0: So in in looking at that, what sort of things has has the conference committee or mask in general learned from say? Um, the virtual Google Paloozas that have happened, or um, the data Palooza that just happened.
1: That's a tough question. You had to go there. <laughs> you know, and actually, you know what though, I think some of the things we've learned is how to better coach our presenters. Mm-hmm. Like about even like things like the backgrounds and you know using the devices and having things ready, like and those are much smaller scale, and we actually have gone between Google Meet and Zoom on those events, and there's only like four, you know, four or five sessions running at a time versus, you know, this is quite large. But I really think what, what we really learned is the value of the networking, the connecting, the talking. I know um, one of the things that I've presented at some of these virtual conferences, so one of the things that I feel like as a presenter that's been hard and a shift for me is when you go into your room to present online, no one's talking, yeah. right? Everyone has their mic off. So just being able to get used to the fact that that's the culture, right? Like you, I am encouraging people to talk and, and engage, but with these online ones, they're like webinars where then you get to talk to somebody and learn how to do something. I do find with the ones we've done, those have all been live. And we felt for this one, we wanted to be able to have the video library because things are so extensive to be able to go back and watch at your own time.
0: Yeah. And that's going to be a completely new opportunity, right? Like in the in-person conference, you have to choose between some, you have to make some really difficult choices about what presentation you're going to see. Now you don't, you can, I mean, you could watch these every night from now until July uh, and and be entertained at home. Uh, So so that's certainly an option. Um, And so some tips for the conference. So for people who are first timers or people who are long timers, I know that there are some people that talk about how they remember Mass Q in a gym or out in Sturbridge, or you know the people like me who have only been to it at Gillette. Uh, what sort of recommendations would you make for 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 the newbies or the veterans?
2: Well, definitely one recommendation would be to um, get some sort of a game plan, right? Like so, after you register it and you get access to Q Q Central, go through the schedule and really think about which sessions um, you want to attend, um, especially if you're planning to attend them live, right? So you should probably have some sort of schedule made for yourself. Um, But then (laughs) um, at exactly that same time in your head, you need to be aware that you might change your mind and be flexible with that. Um, I think um, that's one of the, the great things about our MassQ conferences is that there are so many options available that if you start in a session and it's not quite what you thought it was going to be, or if it wasn't, um, you know, for whatever reason, not, not uh, the session that, that you think is going to, um, you know, help you move forward with whatever you are trying to learn, um, it's totally acceptable to switch and go to another session. Um, and honestly, when we were in Gillette to do something like that was a little bit harder because you might have to walk all the way to a different wing or another floor. Um, and this is really more of just a, a click to a different um, to a different session.
0: Yeah, and there's there's always that awkwardness, right? <laughs> Having to get up in the middle of a presentation if it's not yeah, that's you, gone. Oh yeah. Uh, so so it's great for for the introverts out there. Um,
1: yeah, it, we also have um, Marlena Gross Taylor as one of our cubite speakers, and we have featured speakers as well. Um, Melanie Roy, who's a librarian, Colleen Worrell. So I always highly suggest people check out them. I mean, that hasn't, that's still there. And they're actually scheduled this year with other presentations where in the past, they've been by themselves on the main stage. So we wanted to be able, we could provide more of an offering in the virtual platform. But like you said earlier, if I miss something, I can go back and watch it later.
0: Yeah. That, and that, that's huge. So kind of building out that schedule ahead of time, making sure you got all your things together. Um, and then how about on social media to stay? I was just
1: going to say following the hashtag, yeah. hashtag mass I would, that's going to be the way to go. So if anybody has a tweet deck, I would definitely suggest doing a column of hashtag NASCQ. And then I think like what Heidi and I were talking about earlier is, you know, taking advantage of that registrant directory, right? Like periodically checking that. Yeah, Yeah,
2: absolutely. And um, we do have social media ambassadors for this event as well. So um, setting up that column in your tweet deck is great advice because you're going to be able to see things that are happening um, as they're happening at the conference. um, Even if you're not in a particular session, the social media ambassadors will be sharing that out. Yeah, and their information is also on the conference website, but I also
1: believe we are adding a college student to have that higher ed voice. Oh, I love
2: that. That's mm-hmm. great. We're evolving. We are. We're getting better. I love it.
0: So what what sorts of things would, um, you know, if you're a presenter, what kind of advice would you have having both having both presented now virtually? Um, I know Raina has. Heidi, you have two as well, right?
2: Yes. Um, yeah.
0: What kind of advice do you have for presenters?
1: So the presenters this year, if they're live, are actually going to be doing a semi-live presentation. So it's not going to be me going through my slide deck and taking questions as I go. It's actually going to be me having my slides go, and then I do a Q and A at the end.
0: Okay. So in the in the sense, the format would be you would give your presentation, and then someone, and then people can, and then you open up the floor. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, and what kind and of the... I
1: think the reasoning behind that, if people are wondering, is because um, as we all know as educators, there are tech issues.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Wi-Fi <laughs> goes down, power goes out. Those are things we can't control. But I think having the video backup is a great tool to have because then you don't have to worry about those things. Right. Power goes out, you can watch the video later. You don't have to worry about missing your presentation. Yeah. So exactly. I would I, I would just think that the presenters just need to be aware of the format, right? Because it's a little bit different than a live, a totally live event.
2: Exact oh, yeah, that's that is definitely a um, a shift there for presenters. Cause usually, you know, you kind of can try to read the room and you adjust mm-hmm. based on you know who's in there, but um if they're gonna be pre-recorded to a certain extent, I think um presenters should be just kind of aware of that. Um And
1: I know when I did my video, which had, they have to be in by next week. So by the time this comes out, everyone's video should be in, but you really had to work hard at being excited, like the whole way through (laughs) because you don't know what the room is like. Right. So that was a challenge for me as a presenter. So I hope people actually appreciate the work that goes into making these presentations. Cause I found it to be way more challenging than just what, like I find that I can walk into a room and just
0: go. Yeah. Right. 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 And, right. And, and some things that presenters don't necessarily have to think about, when they're doing a regular presentation right like you're you're talking to an audience where you see body language and you know once you start to you realize when you lose a crowd the shoulders slump and you start to see people you know swiping in social media or on their phones uh, eye rolls you know yawning that kind of thing you don't get any of that sort of feed negative feedback or positive feedback you know people sitting up in their chairs they're engaged. Um, so keeping that energy level up is going to be, it's going to be a one man show on that. Um, and having done some, some presentations like this myself, it's just like, you got to kind of forget all those things you knew about, you know, teaching because it's a totally different format. Um, so have that bottle of water next to you too. That helps.
1: Right. And I hope attendees let the presenter know, you know, if they've seen them, like use social media to reach out to the presenter and let them know, right. Like we want feedback.
2: Yeah, I I mean, the presenters that come to MassQ are just amazingly dedicated and um, engaged educators, right? Like, we just have, like, this amazing community. So I think um, sometimes a participant might be a little shy about reaching out to a presenter. um, But I think we can can say this, that our presenters would want you to. They would want to hear from you. They would want to know... What you thought of the presentation? They would want to know how you plan to use it in your own practice, how it inspired you to move forward. Um, you can use social media for that, or or that request um, to chat button on mm-hmm. the on, on the um, registrant list in Q Central. There's lots of ways to get in touch with our presenters, yeah. um, and they they would welcome that.
0: And a, and a quick tip, remember what your background looks like while you're doing your presentation or you're doing your Q&A, just, to, just or, keeping that in mind. Yeah, right?
1: yeah you're right. I was going to say that's true, but those will already be done. But I was thinking about present, like when you're actually listening, but it doesn't matter because I don't know if they'll be able to see them.
0: Um, and then finally, uh, how do you go about registering for this conference? So we've talked about all the great stuff, we've given some, some hints and some tips and some feedback about what we're going to expect. I want to go to MassQ. What do I do?
2: Well, you're going to go to massq.org.
1: And the fall 2020, not fall, sorry. That's still like, it's like, I still have to get used to that. The virtual 2021 conference link. There's a button actually right on the main
2: page. Go ahead, Heidi. Yep. I was just going to say there's a button right on the main page. It looks like it's sort of like a purpley bluish color. um, that says 2021 conference. And if you click on that, it will walk you through the entire registration process.
0: Yeah, and it also brings you right to that full conference website, um, and, and that platform is th- uh, through Swugo. I, I'm really impressed by that. It looks great. It really does.
1: I agree. Yeah, they did an amazing job, and I, you know, and I can't um, thank Tech and Learning enough for being a valued partner with us, and you know, getting this off the ground, and you know, really working with us on this. We've been very lucky with that. And our um, all of our vendors who have signed up and trust us mm-hmm. with this event, right? Because that was a shift for our vendors and our exhibitors, right? I mean, that's right. hard. Virtual is very different, and right. you know we have amazing corporate partners on um, CDWG, ClassLink, Lexia, Microsoft, Unified, Renaissance, ProAV, and uh, Okers. Mm-hmm. And so I'm um, very, we're very lucky to have them, and then our exhibitors. You know, we have a waiting list, which is amazing considering, you know, our global pandemic right now.
0: Right. So I'm really
1: proud of that.
0: Yeah. And and these kinds of conferences are big sales days for for these companies, too. So to be able to still be involved is good. So make sure you visit those those booths, especially the ones that are presenting sponsors. Um, Engage with each other in some way, shape or form. You take advantage of that presenter list uh, and the attendees list. And reach out to a MasQ board member or a MassQ you know, conference committee member. They've done a lot of work to make this event possible. Um, even if it's just a virtual high five on Twitter, um, th- that's always appreciated. Any any final thoughts?
1: You know, well, just
2: that. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, go ahead, Raina. You go first, because I no. Gonna... I was just going to
1: say, you know, as um, not just as MassQ president, but someone who's been a longtime president you know, um, conference attendee. I mean, this is how I learned about MassQ. I attended mm-hmm. the fall conference in 2010. My principal said, I have something for you, you're going to love it. And once you go, you're never going to want to stop going. And, and she was so right. But I have to, you know, thank all of our attendees and our board and MASS for just still swinging with this and supporting us and, you know, recognizing a good thing when we have it, I feel really lucky to be part of this family. And I wanna thank everybody out there for joining us for this really special event.
2: Thanks, Raina. Yeah, and, and I think I just wanna build on what you said too, is that when I discovered MASCU, um, that was when I, I really grew as a professional. It was a, it was a huge shift for me um, once I found this community. and. Um, just to think that we don't have to miss this conference just as it just makes me so happy that we can still continue the work that we do together and with inspiring each other and uh, moving forward as a community of educators.
0: Yeah, all well said. Um, Looking forward to connecting with you both at the conference and between now and then, I'm sure we will touch base. Uh, But thank you both for being repeat guests here on the Get-A-Q podcast. We'll have both of you on again, I'm sure. Uh, and we hope to hear from you and see you at the conference. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere podcasts can be found. This is the Getacube Podcast from Masscube, here to educate, connect, and inspire.